0: Some criticism about Joe Biden and the value of his watch, which is really weird. Well, I mean, you can criticize people about all sorts of things. Um, but watches, I think, is probably fairly insignificant. But oh, well, might be something you want to mention. Bob, good evening. Oh,
1: good evening, sir. How's your show? Yeah, going?
0: good. Yeah, good second, Bob. Thank you. Real good.
1: Yeah, well, listen, I wouldn't worry about Uncle Joe's Rolex watch. Uh, It's not a big deal. And when I was in the teams, we were all issued Rolex watches. And uh, just before we get out, we'd always try to lose it on the last parachute jump so we could keep it.
0: This is a good story. Could you tell it to me again? When you were...
1: When I was in the teams. okay, the team, SEAL team, US Navy, we were all issued Rolex watches. There was a joke about Rolex watches, K bar knives, and sapphire rings that I can't repeat because there's children and on the line. But we were always issued a Rolex watch. And they were pretty good. I don't know what the value of them was. Uh, later, I went, when I was up in Hong Kong, I bought myself a an Omega Seamaster, I was doing quite a bit of diving. But, uh, you know, when you can issue that many men Rolex watches, they're, they're not as valuable. I'm sure Uncle Joe's got a real good one because he's number one on the chain of command, isn't he?
0: So where did the money flow, Bob? Did the Did Rolex provide them... I mean, how many Navy SEALs were there?
1: Well in my class thirty eight in the sixties where it was uh seventeen of us had graduated out of hundred and forty and uh I don't know at that time because there was uh only SEAL team one on the West Coast and SEAL team two on the East Coast. But uh it's not a worry about the flow of money. I don't think, you know, it's hard to describe the quality of equipment that's issued to Navy SEAL teams. So it's beyond uh, the average man's paycheck, over.
0: Were they inscribed in any way or were they different than Navy SEAL Rolex? No,
1: no. I, I'm sure they were not the quality of Uncle Joe, the president. But they were just a standard issue, and I'm sure that still goes on in the teams. You get a Rolex box. You've got to have a timepiece because, you know, time's got to be on your side when you're working with demolitions and explosives.
0: Did it ever let you down?
1: Never let me down. My parachute did, <laughs> but my watch didn't. Have you still got it? Oh, no, no. I have... Uh, a watch that I bought here in Fongaray. There's a watch shop in town that's two generations of father and a son, and that young man takes care of me. And it's a lookalike, but it's right on to the time tick that comes up on national radio every hour.
0: Wow. Oh, that's a fair... And we, I know I probably shouldn't ask you, but we were a Navy SEAL for a long time?
1: Well, I did 20 years in the United States Navy. I was on two aircraft carriers, two destroyers. I was quartermaster, signalman, navigator. I got tired of chipping paint and doing all of that and reading flash and light. And we were in the boatyard in Bremerton, Washington. It was freezing cold. And there was no way to get off that ship. And one day they came out with a plan of the day asking for volunteers for double hazardous duty. And I said, this is me, this is me, I'll get out of here. So I filled out my request chip, but I knew better than to give it to the chief or he'd tear it up because he'd lose a paint chipper. So we were having quarters for muster one morning and the division officer was dismissive. And he says, any more business? And before the chief could say no, I said, wait, wait, I forgot, I forgot breaking all regulations. And the chief looked at me with eyes that would have burned right through me, and he grabbed my chit, and the division officer said, well, pass it to me, chief. And he did, and he said, hey, well, that's real good, son, volunteering like that. So I did get off the ship, but my last two weeks working for that chief were murder.
0: Was it because with the were the seals formed in six in the sixties?
1: Yes, uh, I first was in underwater demolition team eleven when I came out, and at the time I was in underwater demolition team late uh going through class thirty eight. Uh, the Navy SEALs had been formed, and since we had a big Class, They came over. They took the best 50 men on the West Coast and the best 50 men on the East Coast, and Kennedy had it formed uh, because he was looking at the armed forces, and he says, well, we've got the uh, uh, Marine recon, we've got the— uh, uh, Army Special Forces guys in the Air Force, and he went to the uh, Department of Navy and called up and said, what's our special operations group? And the young officer on the phone, not uh, having any idea who he was talking to or knew who he was talking to, said, I'll call the commanding officer and I'll call you back. Shortly after that, they formed Navy SEAL team on the spot. Took the best fifty out of underwater demolition team eleven and twelve, and underwater demolition out of uh, the ones on the west coast, and put fifty on each coast, and that was the beginning.
0: Do you still have get-togethers, Bob?
1: Oh yeah, yes. Annually, just recently, we even because of the CV problem, we had a big Zoom thing on, uh, you know, on a computer coming from uh, Old Frogs and Seals uh, in San Diego, and I was able to participate because of my young son, who's 22, knows how to run a computer, so he set it up for me. But, they're, yeah, they're very active, very active oh, all over uh, the world.
0: And, and Bob, and, how uh, how many are in New Zealand? Just
1: you? Uh, well, I'm the only one that I know of, and I'm retired. <laughs> but there were some here
0: you, you still will get the call up
1: <laughs> well there were some here some years ago and your policemen blew their cover because yep. i went to anzac day and i didn't know these jokers were here and i think shipley was the prime minister at the time And we're out at Anzac Day in Russell, and these police officers are serving us. And I came up with my full uniform on, and the young guy said to me, I thought all you guys went home. And I just Uh kept my mouth shut, and I said, well, I thought I'd stay around for Anzac Day. (laughs) And then I found out that these guys had already been down in Wellington training your Top police officers and all—it was a secret operation. Wow! It ain't a secret now, is it? I just told the nation. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a nice anyhow, it's a nice place. We live happily ever after. I'm 80 now, so I don't do all that jumping and screaming and hollering and all. You know? Brilliant.
0: Okay, how long have you been in New Zealand, Bob?
1: Well, I when I retired from the Navy, I was running the swimming pools at Recruit Training Command. I was also teaching sport diving for uh, Now in Patty, and I made a little extra money. So when I got out 17 September 1976, I bought myself a sailboat. And in uh, 1980... I sailed out of San Diego Bay, turned left, and went and lived in the Sea of Cortez for five years, swimming and diving. And on 5 April, I was paralleling the Hokulea coming down here, and I know a Thompson and Plow had it. They came out of Hawaii, and I paralleled them. And then in Tonga, I picked up a broken-down schooner with a busted rudder, and I towed them under sail with a rope uh, behind me. And Jack Stanley used to run the marine business in array with my support boat, and oh, I yeah. towed them all the way down here. I arrived on
0: 9 December 1985. I arrived here.